0: Today is Easter Sunday, it's Resurrection Sunday, and we are so happy to celebrate with you Easter Sunday, which is Jesus going to the cross, Jesus telling us that even though he goes and he pays a price, and he's put in the tomb, in three days, He is going to rise again, and you know what? He rose again. It's not empty words, it's not just a philosophy, but it is The fulfillment of a promise. And that's why we celebrate with you. We celebrate Easter, Resurrection Sunday together. You know, the night before Jesus Christ was crucified, he made a very strange uh, type of statement. You know, and, and anybody who heard it probably was wondering what he was saying. In John chapter 14 and verse 19, John 14, 19 It says, soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. What in the world did he mean? You see, they are thinking, we are already alive. What does he mean when when he says, you're about to uh, uh, come alive? You're about to be alive because I'm alive. I want to tell you, Easter is about coming alive. Jesus Christ proved who he was. He said, you know, I am God. I am going to let them kill me on a cross. I am going to be buried in the ground for three days. And then I am going to bring myself back to life to prove I am who I say I am. That is what Easter is about. It's coming alive it's having this new resurrection life you know i want to talk to you today about moving from a good life to a better life from a good life to a better life what is this better life maybe you're living the good life or or should i say you were living the good life until the corona virus came along Uh, maybe some of you have a good home you got good family, you got a good job, you're probably even in good health. And you say, I've got it good. But what if there was something more? What if beyond the good life, there was a better life? What if you were missing out on something that you didn't even know about? You know, we often settle for less because we don't know that there is anything better. You know, when I was a, a, a baby, my parents, they used to feed me plain boiled, mashed up green beans. Because a baby, right? So you over boil the beans and you mash it up. And I want to tell you, I'm sure I, I did, mmm, that's yummy. I probably couldn't speak then, right? But it, was, it tasted good at that time for me, because I didn't know any better. Of course, today, I think, boiled, mashed up beans probably taste like cow spit. But at that point, I didn't know any better than plain, boiled, mashed up beans. Then when I started to go to school, I learned about bread, butter, and sugar. And then later on, of course, Bombay toast. I know now they call it French toast. Right, and, and that was a definite step up from plain boiled mashed up beans. When I became a teenager, I learned about biryani and kotturoti, and 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 you know now we are talking uh, good steak or seafood. Right, this is definitely something better than what it was. So there are definitely, or, or there is definitely something better in life. Of course, today I want to tell you I've tasted lots of great foods. Don't I look like I've tasted a lot of good foods, right? But I would never go back to plain boiled mashed up beans. No way. I have tasted something better. I believe that God on this Easter Sunday is letting you uh, in on a little secret that there is something better for you. There is a way way more than just a good life. You were made for more than just the good life. You know what is a good life? You're looking good, you're feeling good, you're having good things. Now that's okay, but that's not all that there is to life. There is way more than that. You know, being in this, uh, going through this virus, being locked up and in a curfew, a lot of the things that we thought were important are not People don't want to wear makeup, don't want to try on new dresses, don't want to do some of those things that they thought they couldn't live without, right? Because the good life is not as good as we think it is because there is, my friend, a better life. I've discovered that beneath this image of the supposed good life are three dirty little secrets that nobody likes to talk about. Because to get the good life, people have to do a lot of stuff and one of those things are is people feel exhausted. They are worn out. They say, I'm tired all the time. I, I, I can't keep up the pace. I'm overloaded. When I get home in the evening, I crash. I'm worn out. I'm out of energy. I am exhausted. And what happens? Exhaustion always takes us to the next step. It leads us to emptiness. You're empty. You say, I don't think I can handle another setback. Or I I couldn't take on another assignment or project or commitment. I'm so stretched. I'm stretched to the limit. I am empty inside. You see, in those quiet moments, we're thinking, if this good life is so good, how come I'm still unsatisfied? Why don't I feel more meaning in my life? And by the way, what is the meaning of all this? Is it getting more and having more and accomplishing more? What's the meaning behind it? If it is so good, why don't I feel so good? So then this emptiness, it leads us to the next thing, which I'm calling entrapment, into entrapment. I couldn't count the number of times people have said to me, I feel trapped. I feel trapped about my debt. I can't get over it. I don't know if I'm going to get out of it. I feel trapped. I feel trapped in a relationship. I feel trapped either with a girlfriend or a boyfriend or or in a marriage. I feel trapped. Because I just can't get out. And now, you know, it's sad that even in this time of of, of the lockdown and the curfew, I'm hearing a lot of families are having troubles. There's domestic violence because people feel trapped and things are coming out and and they're not handling themselves. And, you know, the good life, maybe some of them have a lot of things. Have everything you need in the so-called good life, but it's not good enough. Some people trapped by guilt because of premarital sex or getting into things you shouldn't have. You know, and you can't get on with it because I, I can't get out of it now. I can't get on with it. I can't get out of it. I am trapped. Some feel trapped by the expectation of other people. You know, because people around them expect so much. Some feel trapped by fear. Some of you are saying, I feel trapped by my own anger. My anger, I can't control it. I feel trapped by bitterness with somebody who has hurt me, entrapment. These are the sneaky little secrets of the good life. Do you ever feel, do you ever feel like any of these emptiness, exhaustion, feeling trapped? I've got good news for you today. I have super news. There is an antidote. They're still looking for one for the coronavirus. But I want to tell you, for these things that are worse sometimes than the virus, there is an antidote. It's called the better life. The reason you are listening to me today is so you can learn about the better life. There is something more, and you are about to come alive. What is the better life that Jesus offers you? I want to tell you. It's a life... Filled with meaning. You see, the greatest tragedy in life is not death. It is to go through your entire life without knowing your purpose, without meaning, without knowing what you are supposed to do here on earth. Unfortunately, most people go through life never knowing their purpose, never knowing why God put them here on earth. You know, I'll be blunt. The good life is not good enough. You know, sometimes looking good, feeling good, having the good stuff, that's not enough to make you happy. If that was the true uh, reason to make you happy, then I want to tell you, uh, everybody in Hollywood will be the happiest people in the world. But that's not the case. In fact, there is divorce, there is suicide, and some of those things are higher than anywhere else. Because, you see, it takes more than money. It takes more than popularity. It takes meaning to have significance in your life. A lot of people confuse a full life with a meaningful life. They're not the same thing. You see, having a full schedule is not the same thing as having a fulfilled life. You need meaning. You need meaning. So, we search for meaning in all kinds of different ways. We think if I just get more uh, possessions, then that will add meaning to my life. But I want to tell you, when you do that and you get the possessions, there's always more to get. Or if I accomplish certain things, then my life will have meaning. But there's always more to accomplish also. So we search for meaning through all kinds of things through hobbies or sports or travel, through relationships, through sex, through uh, food, different things. And you know, some of these are good. But there is nothing wrong actually with any of these done in the right way at the right place. But it's just that they don't last. And when the experience is over, where do you get your meaning in those downtimes? You need something that gives you constant meaning and gives you eternal meaning. Where do you get that? I want to tell you there is only one place that you can get that and that is from the God who created you. Friend, listen to me. You were made by God. You didn't make yourself. God made you. If God didn't want to make you, you wouldn't even be alive today. He made you for a purpose. And until you understand that you were made by God for God, life is not going to make any sense. And until you understand the purpose He put you on earth for, you can't step up from the good life to the better life. The Word of God, the Bible says this in First Peter chapter 1. We're going to read... Uh, 3 and 4. First Peter 1. It says, because Jesus was raised from the dead. That's what Easter is all about. He's not dead. He didn't just give, uh, give us some rules to live by, you see. He is alive. Right? So, uh, uh, listen to what Peter is saying. Right? He's telling us, because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life. We have everything to live for, including a future in heaven, and that future starts now. That is a very, very important verse in the Bible. This better life is not just an addition to your old life, something you just tack on. No, it's a whole new deal. It's brand new. God wants you to have a brand new life. He wants you, have you noticed that, uh, uh, you know, how many packages that come and they say new and improved, right? When you, when you try to order something or get something, it says new and improved, right? What does that mean? Same old junk with a new title, right? That, that, that's very little new in this world. It's all just repackaged, repositions, or uh, relabeled and retitled, right? That's a very, um, Actually, there is very little that's actually new in this world. But friend, listen to me. God says, I want to give you a brand new life. Resurrection life. I want to give you a chance to start over. Not the dead life you had. Not the the temporal life that goes up and down. I want to give you a steady life. A new life. That's the starting point of a better life. Jesus Christ says this, Jesus Christ says, you know, all those stupid things you've done in the past and you regret and you wish you had done those differently, the dumb decisions, the bad mistakes, the sins, the faults, failures, and whatever you want to call them, let's just erase those and start over. I'll just say, it's saying, let's just begin a new life. Step up from the good life to the better life. He's saying we'll wipe away all that other stuff. And you can just begin again. What a deal. No more guilt. No more guilty uh, conscience. Wiped out. You begin again. Start over. Now you're saying, oh, that sounds pretty good, Pastor. How do I get it? Well, I wanna tell you, you don't earn it. You can't work for the better life. In fact, it says in that verse, we've been given a brand new life. We've been given a brand new life. It's a gift, right? You don't earn it. When I read that sometimes that a very rich man has committed suicide, you know, two things come to me. First, He wasn't really rich. He was showing off by his money, he was rolling his money and was living the high life on borrowed monies and borrowed credit and and, and all that. And finally, it catches up with him and everything crashes down. Or he really had all the money in the world uh, uh, that he needed and had a lot to live on, but he had nothing to live for. Why? No meaning no purpose. Let me say that again. He had a lot to live on but nothing to live for. It doesn't matter how much you have to live on if you don't have anything to live for. What you live on is the good life. What you live for is the better life. You were not made to live for you. You were made to live for God. When you start living for God, that's when you discover real happiness, real meaning, real significance, real purpose, real value to your life. Because you're not living for petty little me anymore. You're living for God. You know, the beginning of a better life begins when you stop living for you and you start living for God. When you live for God, You're plugged into God that gives you meaning, that gives you significance, that gives you purpose, that gives you real wealth. I want to tell you, and that wealth is priceless. You see, Jesus Christ could have saved himself from the cross, but then he could not have saved you. He gave up everything so you could have everything. He died so you could live forever. Jesus Christ is, is not into religion, but He is into having a relationship with you. He says, I have already done it for you. I have paid the price on the cross. You don't have to do anything, you just have to accept Him. I've already done it for you. You see, my friend, the better life is a gift, and it's a free gift. It's certainly not cheap, but it's a free gift. And it's not cheap. Somebody had to pay for it. It was a very expensive gift. You know who paid for it? God's one and only son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ paid for your salvation. Somebody had to pay the price for your sin and my sin. He paid so you could live the better life. He paid for your freedom. The Bible says this clearly in 1 Timothy Chapter 2 and verse 6, it says, He gave His life to purchase freedom for everyone. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes where you are. Just for a moment, just reverence as we pray um, to God, reverence the presence of God where you are. God is everywhere. You may be a little tired, you may be a little worn out, you may be on the edge you may have felt like giving up. Maybe you're in a relationship and you feel like giving up on it with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Maybe you're in a marriage and you have tried hard to make your marriage work, but it's just not getting any better. And being locked up together has made it much worse, and you're ready to call it a day. In fact, you feel like giving up on your marriage. Or you you may even feel like giving up on your job. Or maybe you feel like giving up on your studies or, or whatever you're pursuing or your school. Or maybe you feel like giving up on your health because you're just not getting any better. The good life is not good enough. Or maybe you're feeling like giving up on that child who's headed in the wrong direction. Maybe you feel like giving up on your goals. Maybe you're giving up on your dreams and your ambitions. I want to tell you today, don't do it. Don't give up. Look up. Look to God. Don't give up because he rose from the dead. He is alive. He just didn't give you a bunch of rules and say, you follow this and see what happens. He said, I am coming back in three days and he came and he's alive and he's there to hear your prayer, answer you and and see you through. Don't give up. Give in to God. Give in to Christ and say, Jesus, I am going to start living for you and not for me. Has God been trying to get your attention? I think so. I think that's why he's speaking to you today through his word. So he could say to you, the good life is not good enough. I want you to step up to the better life. The life you were intended to live from the beginning. Let's pray together. I want you to believe. Friend, if you haven't invited Jesus into your heart, please pray with me. Say, dear Jesus, please come into my heart. I need you. I can't make it alone. Forgive me of all my sins. I want to turn away from this sinful life. I want to come to you. Wash me with your precious blood that you shed on Calvary. Jesus, cleanse me. Make me clean. Give me a new life. I open my heart to you. Come and live within me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now, if you have a need, whatever it may be, I want you to close your eyes, keep your eyes closed, take your left hand, put it on your heart, raise your right hand to heaven, and I want you to believe as I pray Father, I bring my brother, I bring my sister, I bring those listening to me. Lord, I come to you. You're the one who never fails. You're the one who rose again. You're the one who has come to give us not just a good life but a better life, the special life, the great life because it's resurrection life. Lord, I pray for each one who is about to give up. Give up on their job. Give up on relationships. Lord, some even giving up on their marriage. I pray in Jesus' name that you'll quicken them and let them know that they are not alone. You will see them through. If they put their faith and trust in you, Lord, they will never fail. Because you said those that put their faith and trust in you will never be put to shame. I pray that whoever they are, they will not give up. Lord, I pray for some of those who have even had suicidal thoughts go through their mind, who are about and saying, life, this is enough. I can't go on. I pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, you will touch them right now. I pray that they will not give up. They will look to you because you are the author and the finisher of our life. Lord, I pray that you would minister to them and let them know that there is a better life and you are the author of that better life and that you will complete that if they will only give you the opportunity. Father, touch each one and move in every family and every person. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.